0: Cody Decker. First baseman, third baseman, catcher, left fielder, right fielder, DH, pinch hitter, all-around handsome guy. On 670, the score. Fastball high in the air, deep left field. This game is tied. Cody Decker with career home run number 200. If they're unwritten rules, why aren't they written? Because they're not (laughs) rules. And now it's time for Down the Line with former major leaguer Cody Decker on 670 the score. An Odyssey Station presented by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Second half baseball is officially underway, and you are getting ready for it by listening to this show right now. Welcome to 670 The Score. Welcome to Down the Line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. Guys, you got to check out Circa Sports. It is unreal. I've talked about it nonstop on this show. We just had a borderline week off, a full week off off because of the all-star break and we had a ton of stories. We had a home run derby that was maybe the single greatest home run derby in the history of Major League Baseball. Dare I say, one of the most enjoyable things I've watched in baseball in the last five years. That good of a home run derby. We had an all-star game where they wore maybe the ugliest jerseys in the history of any professional sport. We have Rob Manfred going out talking about new rules. We have the beginning of the trade deadline has begun the first chip has fallen and it was jock peterson we know that the cubs are going to be fire cells oh Go my ahead, god man. we're having a fire sale oh the burning it burns me evacuate all
1: the skull children ah oh, oh man this isn't a fever sing great. can't even see where the
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the Cubs are sellers and it already began. The fire sale begins now. I am very excited for it. Not to mention White Sox opening up, throwing themselves right into the fire, opening up against the Houston Astros. We got so much to cover and not a lot of time to do it. So let's just get into it. With me as always my man Brandon. How you doing, baby? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad to be back. So this is exciting. I bet you are. I, I'm oh, dude, super I'm... excited,
1: man. Second half You're of the ex- season. Come on.
0: You're excited? You're excited? I'm excited. I'm excited. You know why I'm excited? I'm not just excited for baseball. I'm excited for everything that's going on in the world. You know why? You know what I got going on tomorrow? Guys, I got a huge announcement, Chicago. Huge announcement. Tomorrow, after, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circus Sports. This guy, this guy, I'm pointing at myself, has got tickets to go see. Yep. The big dog is going to see Kip Winger tomorrow night, baby. Yep, and I'm fired up about it. 17. This is a this is a very creepy song, by the way, in case you don't know that. I, I, I understand it's a jam. It is a jam. I love me some Kip Winger. Good-looking dude, can do some great dance moves. I'm going to see him live in concert tomorrow. Pretty fired up about that. That's how I'm planning on celebrating the Cubs' victory tonight. That's how I'm planning on doing it, by going to see Kip Winger. Just listen to these those pipes. Brandon, you gonna come see Winger with me tomorrow,
1: baby? I'm gonna be honest. I, I've never heard of this group at all. <laughs> I, I'm so sorry. I've never heard of this group. You so never heard of Winger. When you told me about it, I had to research it myself. So I, oh, I that, have not that. heard
0: this group at all. More painful words have never been said to me in my life. Come on, man. It's Winger. I've never heard of it, but now you, your excitement
1: is getting me excited. So I might now, now I might go see it just to check it out, you know, expand my horizon a little bit.
0: Well, guys, you're listening to Down the Line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book, 670 The Score. Guys, let's get right into it. Let's do a little bit of a recap of this last week. Of course, we've been off for a week. We had the All-Star Game. We had the Home Run Derby. Let's talk about what I just described as arguably the most exciting thing I've seen in baseball in the last five years, and that was this year's Home Run Derby. I was getting a little worried about it. In the week leading up, I felt like we were lacking some stars. We had some great stories. I told you what my pick was. My pick was Trevor Story, and I was right. He did knock out Gallo in that first round. Unfortunately, I don't think, and I can't believe we didn't think this, no, and I will never, ever doubt Pete Alonso ever again in a home run derby. Ever again. And, and so much so that I think that the home run derby, even though this year it was borderline perfect, I think that the next home run derby needs to have a rule change. and hear me out, Brandon, you ever play Mortal Kombat Two? and I need specifically Mortal Kombat Two, like the old school like, oh, oh, like yeah. Nintendo
1: Sega. I'm talking yeah, I'm talking
0: I'm talking Sega Genesis, yes. Mortal Kombat Two.
1: Yes, I have played that, yes. okay.
0: I'm okay Go, just give you a full recap to all the listeners right now. Mortal Kombat 2 is where we de- debuted the villain Shao Kahn. He's sitting in a throne in every single scene that you're fighting, and he's just sitting there and just yelling words like "pathetic." all these things that needs to be for the home run derby from now on we have a throne on the field at all times that pete alonzo is allowed to sit in with a microphone and he can just shout insults to everyone and whoever gets to the finals has the luxury to get their asses absolutely handed to them by pete alonzo that is what the Home Run Derby should be. Pete Alonso is now Home Run Derby final boss. He is even better than Ken Griffey Jr. in the Home Run Derby. How do I know that? Griffey lost two Home Run Derbies. Pete Alonso hasn't even lost a round. That is final boss if I've ever heard one. Shao Kahn of Major League Baseball. Pete Alonso, make it happen, Major League Baseball. I love it. I love it. Just thrown right there by, like, the warm-up box is right there. And then they mic him up, too, so the players can hear him. Like, sympathetic each time he swings. So, I Ground, g- ground ball, and you just see Pete Alonso sitting there holding what I would assume would be a PBR, just sitting there just sipping on it. Oh, weak, pathetic. Who's this Otani guy? Never heard of him. Uh, Pete Alonso would crush that. I'm just saying that's what we should get. I would love it. You would love it. Place the throne right behind home plate, like directly behind home plate, almost like where the umpire sits. Be perfect. Show it to me. After that home run derby, of course, Pete Alonso won handedly. My goodness, what a thing. Trey Mancini making it to the finals. What a fun, feel-good story that was. I I was really, you know, I think everybody was rooting for Trey Mancini that last round. But after what Pete Alonso had done, not to mention that, his pitch. By the way, we talk about how much pressure is on the hitters in that home run derby, especially with the timing aspect. We weren't really taking into account how much pressure is actually on the pitcher in those home run derbies. You got to keep in mind, that hitter has to swing. It's a time limit thing. He's got to swing at pretty much everything. So your pitcher's really got to throw you some good pitches. And if you think for one second that it's just an automatic thing that you can just homer every pitch, you can't. I mean, Otani showed that. Otani who has 32 home runs this season, what, he go a full minute without hitting a home run and then he went off. But there is a tremendous amount of pressure. You saw it with Joey Gallo's pitcher. Joey Gallo's pitcher was having trouble throwing strikes. But Jouse over there with the Mets just peppering the zone for uh for Pete Alonso. Next night we had the uh, all-star game obviously. I was very excited about that except for one thing. Those jerseys were even worse than I thought. We all, we've talked about it for weeks. They were hideous. They were disturbingly bad. Brandon, were they even worse than you expected? Because I didn't know there were going to be Navy pants involved, and it, everything looked horrible. Yeah,
1: it, it looked completely bad, especially when they was interviewing the play. Just on my TV screen, I was like, I, I'm not feeling this. Like it, it did make the jersey look worse because of the pants, too, just to match with it. So you just got ugly matching with ugly. It's just, it's just not a good look at all. It,
0: it, it was brutal. And the white uniforms, listen, I, I didn't realize how bad the white uniforms truly were until I saw a photo before the game of Brandon Crawford. And if you don't know what Brandon Crawford looks like, Brandon Crawford is a looker, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, he's got the blue eyes, long hair, just everything about it. Cheekbones for days. Cheekbones for days. Played with him at UCLA. The guy's got like 20 abs. He just looks incredible, this guy. Pure model status for Brandon Crawford. He looked awful in that uniform. You made Brandon Crawford look ugly, Major League Baseball, and you should be on timeout and ashamed of yourself. That's my opinion, and I feel pretty good about that opinion. American League wins yet again. It's just—it it's, seems like it's just a foregone conclusion now that no matter what happens, American League always beats the National League in the All-Star game. I feel like they haven't—the National League All-Star team hasn't really won a game since like 1994. The one of my most vivid memories was actually Moises Alou hitting a walk-off game-winning hit in I believe the 1994 All-Star game. is pretty sweet, but yeah, another one for the American League. But it doesn't really mean anything because no more home field advantage, none of that nonsense. We just got ourselves a fun All-Star game in some pretty ugly uniforms, but. A about those ugly uniforms they've been auctioning them off and if anyone has any questions on who the face of baseball is go ahead and get that out of your head because Brandon do you have any idea what the highest selling jersey thus far in the auction is I'm pretty sure it's Otani you're damn right it's Otani do you know how much that jersey has been auctioned is going to be auctioned off for as of right now
1: I'm gonna just guess I'm gonna say right now Let's, let's a mil. I'm just gonna go with half a mil. I'm just going to go with half a mil. I don't have no idea, but I'm going to go with half, I, half
0: a mil. See, I, I think it might actually get to that. Last I checked, it was, I think, at $114,000. But keep in mind, second place, Fernando Tatis Jr., who everyone is saying is the face of baseball right now. Well, his jersey is currently at $13,000. So Otani's jersey is selling for a whole $100,000 more than Fernando Tatis Jr. So if anyone has any questions, especially you, Stephen A. Smith, on who the face of baseball is, I don't care what language he speaks, no one in our lifetime has ever done what Otani has done the first half of this major league season. And as far as I'm concerned right now, he is the face of baseball.
1: I agree with you, but can we put a little bit more respect on Vlad Jr.'s name a little bit? Because, I mean, if it wasn't for Otani, I mean, like, I know we got Tatis, but Vlad is out there showing, too, that, like, hey, uh, l- uh, give me some mention.
0: Come on now. I mean, I would, and I do. Vlad- what Vlad's doing is ridiculous. The guy might actually win the Triple Crown and somehow not win the MVP. That's how ridiculous Otani is right now. But, you know, even Vlad, to his own admission, has said, yeah, Otani, Otani's the MVP. That guy's just ridiculous. I mean, come on. That's ridiculous. And- but Vladdy is just... Absurd. I, I, I didn't expect Vladdy to be this. I mentioned this on the show last week. I thought Vladdy would eventually become this. By the time he was like 26, 27 years old, few years of struggling, kind of gets over the hump and then becomes that major leaguer. This young cr- crop of ball players of 25 and under that have just come up and dominated the league, I don't think we've ever seen this in, in the last 30 years. It's normally guys that are in their late 20s, early 30s that you normally hear all about over the past 20 years. But now it, the game has gotten younger and younger and younger. And initially it was just arms that were getting younger, but now it's everyone. It is really something to behold. to score, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort and Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Bet with the pros at the world's largest sports book, Circa Sports. Guys, let's talk a little bit about the White Sox. I brought up that they are opening up against the Houston Astros. They're playing right now. Dylan Cease on the mound. I, you know, the thing about it is they're playing in Chicago, but the Houston Astros are on such a tear right now, such a tear that they are currently favored as the road team over there, in, over there in Chicago. And I don't blame them. They're a hell of a ball club. They do need another couple of arms. But I mentioned this before. The Astros are the team that scares me the most of any team in the American League. They really, really scare me. Because they're binged up as well. They lost Verlander pretty much all this entire year. They haven't had Bregman. And this team still won't lose. And it's, quite frankly, pissing me off. I don't like it. I, I, I want the Astros to, the Astros never got their punishment, guys. And it drives me nuts that they never got a punishment. There was no suspensions, no, nothing taken away. You know what really drives me nuts about it all? I don't mind if they kept the championship. I don't mind if they weren't suspended. I mind that they got to keep all of their playoff money.
1: Did you see see the fact, too, when they played the Yankees that they were pretty much like just throwing it in their face with their promotions and stuff like that with it? So it it was more like rubbing it in the face
0: of MLB and the Yankees, too. Yeah, it's driving me nuts. When When you lose the moral high ground to the New York Yankees, who are you? And you're leaning into it? Thank God you got the coolest manager in the history of the world in Dusty Baker. No man has ever had more swag on a baseball field than Dusty. The guy's still rocking that toothpick, and I dig it. But the Houston Astros, my God, man. Just, just I hate them. I hate them. And, and when I am brought up, again... They, they could keep the trophy. They can keep the rings. They can keep the title. I don't like the fact that they kept all that money because it doesn't, this might not sound like much, but those World Series and playoff bonuses turned out to be millions, a lot of money. I would have liked it if, they, say, they gave it to charity, something, anything that I would have liked that. Because we don't know if that team desor- deserved to be in the, even the playoffs, let alone the World Series. This year, they definitely look like they deserve it. But in the past, we'll never know. And that will always bother me. But you got the White Sox opening up right now. Trade market already started. We already mentioned Jock Peterson, the first one to go over to Atlanta. We'll get into that shortly. But the White Sox, they definitely need some bodies. They are banged up. They're hurt. Granted, they have this division well at hand. They do. The White Sox are going to win this division. They should win this division by double digits because Cleveland is just as banged up. We know Kansas City ain't ready yet. Minnesota, if I'm Minnesota, I'm getting ready to sell the hell out of this team. The White Sox are going to be fine regardless, but they definitely can use another bat or two. They could definitely use a catcher to supplement the injury of Grandall at the moment. And a name did pop up today, and I know White Sox fans are going to get really mad at me when I say this. They're going to get so mad at me. I just know it. And I know you don't like Nomar Mazzara. I know you don't. I get it. I get it. The guy, But you can't sit here and pretend the guy isn't talented, and he did get DFA'd by the Detroit Tigers today. And I, I am a big fan of players going back to teams they've re- previously played for. I really think there is some sort of familiarity to that. And if it didn't go well the first time, it's kind of a second chance. I don't know. I think it's a good body to bring into the organization. Maybe not in the big leagues right now, but I see no reason to pick the guy up, maybe give him a minor league deal, see if he can work his way back up to the big leagues. He's got plenty of time, and he's got plenty of talent. It could be a guy that can fill in here and there. But there are plenty of trade options available, but none to me that are massively impactful for this team, except for the second-base options. We've heard Frazier's name thrown around. We've heard Story's name thrown around. For the last month, we've heard Escobar out of Arizona. But now, obviously, Escobar's going to have a few more suitors, The only, one of the only All-Stars out of Arizona. He's having a hell of a year. I do think the White Sox will end up with somebody, and I think they're going to end up with somebody pretty good. Not to mention Eloy playing over there in Charlotte, getting pretty fired up about having his return. This is a team that's going to be fine, but I do think they could use a few more pieces just to supplement them for the time being. Another name that we all know is out there is Chris Bryant. Is it likely that Chris Bryant ends up on the south side? No, I'd, I'd put that very, very low on the list for who they can end up with. But I wouldn't rule it out either. I think there are other teams that are going to be after Bryant. I could definitely see him over there in San Diego, for one. I could see the Dodgers going after him. In fact, I, I had a, I did a show this morning. I had John Heyman on and uh, Odyssey Insider. John Heyman mentioned right out the gate that the Dodgers are interested in Chris Bryant. I don't personally see the fit. The only fit I see is that the Dodgers are simply trying to block other teams from getting him. I could see the Dodgers saying, sure, get Bryant so the, so the Giants don't get him. So the Padres don't get him. So we don't have to play him every week. I could totally see them doing that. Will they? I doubt it. I think Chris Bryant is going to be a Met. It's just a perfect fit. Perfect fit. The Mets have arguably one of the worst offenses in Major League Baseball, yet they're in first place. And you know the Mets are going to make moves. Chris Bryant fits that so well. He even banged up his hamstring two weeks ago just to prepare for the Mets. I mean, that's he's a Met already. So it's a perfect fit over there. But I do think the White Sox desperately need another infielder. There are options. 670 to the score. Down the line with Cody Decker brought to you by Circa, Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sports book. We need to talk about tonight's games, baby, because there aren't very many for us to do. So let's open up that Circa Sportsbook real quick. We got Seattle versus the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Here's the thing about this game. The money line doesn't seem great. But I think you should take it with the Angels. Heaney versus Flexen. And it's not because I think Heaney is the end-all be-all. He's not. But it's the name Chris Flexen that makes me think the Angels are going to win this game by a lot of runs. Chris Flexen is a good pitcher, but he is not afraid to give up six in the first inning. I really like that. I even like the Angels scoring off him in the first. That's a, a prop bet I definitely think you should take a look at. We got the Los Angeles Dodgers at Colorado tonight. Urias versus Gonzalez. Dodgers obviously favored very heavily. Not a whole lot of value in that pick of negative one, negative two thirty. However. The over-under is 12. Get your hands on that over. You know the Dodgers are going to put up a ton of runs tonight. They're going to put a beating on the Colorado Rockies. I expect them to win this game by at least four runs. So the uh, winning by two runs is definitely in the picture. Minus 160 on that bet. I think there is value to be had there. I think you should go right for that. the score, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. I did tease it a little bit earlier, and that is Rob Manfred making the news. Rob Manfred apparently seems to be trying to get on the good side of fans all of a sudden. Have you guys noticed, by the way? Brandon, you might have noticed this. Have you noticed how well that the Players Association and the Major League Baseball are kind of getting along right now? It's... No mudslinging. Everyone seems to be moderately on the same page. It's almost worrying me. Yeah, it is kind of troublesome. I mean, not
1: well, I guess troublesome in a good way, but I, it is like they're getting along a
0: lot better now. It's it's weird. It's it's almost like the calm before the storm. It's like they're 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 just doing it now until the haymakers start coming. You know, I I just feel like Tony Clark and Rob Manfred both have daggers in their left hand behind their back as they're shaking each other's hands and pretending that they even remotely tolerate each other, let alone uh, trust each other. But Rob Manfred trying to make good for certain fans because he's announced that they are going to be changing some rules this offseason. This is what they're looking into. The newest implemented rules, for one. The two sevens for doubleheaders. They're talking about getting rid of those. Now, first things first. I disagree with that decision. I think Major League Baseball should keep the two sevens. I think it's what's best for the game. I think it's what's best for the players. And I think it's what's best for fans. Now, there is a caveat. Major League Baseball this year for the two sevens have been selling two gates. I don't think that's okay. I think they should be selling one gate for the 14-inning day. I think that is a fair and reasonable thing for Major League Baseball to do. I think that should have already been done. I only found out a week ago that they were selling two gates. They shouldn't be. That that is honest to God stealing. That's all it is. You're stealing. It's like stealing. just
1: greed. It's just greed, yeah. That yeah. is just
0: that is a purely greedy move. Stop doing that. One gate, two sevens. I think that should be staying in the game. I really thought that was a good move by Major League Baseball. The extra inning rule is most likely going to be gone now. I personally like the rule, and I've expressed why I do, and I will express it once again really quick. I like the rule because the people that are against the universal DH and people who are against the DH, they don't like it because they think it takes strategy out of baseball. No more getting runners over, no more bunting guys over, as if you watch baseball to watch guys sacrifice. That's why I, yeah, I I grew up as a child, be like, you know who I want to be someday? Brett Butler. Brett Butler. That's who I want to be. I want to be a guy that can lay down 90 bunts a season. That's who everybody had on their back of their jerseys, right? No. I wanted to be Ken Griffey Jr. I wanted to be Mark McGuire. I wanted to hit home runs and I wanted everybody to fawn up. Basically, I wanted to be the star of that Nike commercial of Chicks Dig the Long Ball with Greg Maddox and Tom Glavin. The single greatest commercial ever put to television. Because they are right. Chicks dig the long ball. Except, you know, when I hit the long ball. They never seem to dig me. But they, they they, do dig the long ball. Man, I love home runs. Home runs are sweet. I dig me some dingers. But the thing about the extra inning rule is that it does allow strategy immediately back in. Not to mention you're put in an immediate pressure situation. So the the intensity is really high right out the gate in extra innings. That's why I like it. That being said, I won't lose any sleep if they get rid of the rule. Really, I'm good either way. That rule didn't affect me one way or the other. I just defended the rule because I liked what it brought to the table. But again, I'm cool with that one going away. Curiously, though, the one thing he didn't bring up in that uh, meeting was he didn't talk about the universal DH. And that's frustrating. It's the one thing we all agree on. And if you are one of the listeners right now talking about purity of the game and the DH is bad, you're part of the problem. You're very much part of the problem. And, And you should honestly be ashamed of yourself as well. Because the DH is sweet. The DH is awesome. You know why the DH is awesome? Because it let me hit homers and I didn't have to play defense. That is awesome.
1: So you're liking it for personal reasons.
0: I, what do you, what do you care about my reasons? Well, By you said, fe- cause you, cause you said you, cause you were the DH I like it, it for, I like it for a lot of reasons. I like it for selfish reasons for me and what my career was. I like it for unselfish reasons that other people can have the same, similar type of career. I like it because it's more fun. I like it because it keeps pitchers safer. I like it because pitchers don't know what they're doing at the plate. And honestly, watching a guy walk up there and stare at three fastballs right down the middle does nothing for anyone. OK, fair enough. I'm with
1: you. I, I mean, yeah. all those reasons are fair. I'm agreeing with you. I just thought that that was the only reason that she was going with it first.
0: It's not the only reason, but selfishly, yeah, it's the main reason for me. Yeah, I, I, I like the DHing. DH is a great thing. Whoever said DH was a bad thing is, a, quite frankly, an idiot. I think that's fair. I think you could be an idiot if you if you don't like the DH. I just simply don't comprehend it. And if you're one of those people said, but the drums hitting 400. Sh- shut up. Stop it. You're lying to yourself is what you're doing. 670 The Score, down the line with Cody Decker, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino, home of the world's largest sportsbook, guys. Again, you got to check out Circa Sports. It's unbelievable. Stadium Swim, the single coolest place to ever watch any type of baseball game, football game, soccer game, you name it. They got it. You got to check out Circa Resort and Casino. Let's do it, guys. We've been waiting all show. Strap in, because we got to talk about the Cubs. Oh my God, we're having a fire sale. Oh, the burning! Yep, it's a fire sale. Jock Peterson, the first domino to fall. Not the one we were expecting, but I did expect Jock Peterson to eventually go. But that's only the first one. And of course, the Cubs... Oh my God, we're having a fire sale. Oh, the burning! Next on the list, we got Craig Kimbrell. You know he's going to be the hottest target in all of Major League Baseball these next couple of weeks. We mentioned Jock Peterson already. Now, the Braves took him on. Why did the Braves take him on? Because the Braves are not done yet. They're, quite frankly, not even sure if they're buyers or sellers. Right now, they're looking to buy because the NL East is really anyone's game. The Phillies, they're buyers. The Nationals, they're buyers. The Braves, for the time being, they're buyers. So they picked up Jock Peterson. They lost to Cunha Jr. for the year. That is big. But they still got Freddie Freeman. They still got Albies. Now they got Jock. They got a pretty good pitching staff. This is a team that could win. They could even add more. But if things go wrong this next week and a half, I wouldn't be surprised if we see Jock Peterson wearing another uniform. I'm not kidding. We could eventually see that. What uniform, you say? Well, he could end up on the south side. He could end up right back in the city that he started the season with. Wouldn't be a terrible pickup. It really wouldn't. But the Cubs. Let's talk about the Cubs. Craig Kimbrell, you know he's going to bring in a huge haul. He's going to be the most sought-after guy this entire uh, this season trade deadline, as he should, there's not a single team that's contending that couldn't use him. The Phillies, oh my God, their bullpen is maybe the worst in all of baseball. You don't think they would throw everything they can at him? They would. The Mets could use him. The Padres can use him. The Dodgers can use him. The Giants can use him. The Astros can use him. The Yankees, the Met, they all could use him. So if the Cubs do not pull in a haul for this, it is a failure, a massive failure, but I don't expect it to be a failure. I think they're going to get one hell of a haul for him. I'm not expecting the same haul for Chris Bryant. I'm expecting a good prospect, maybe two, maybe three. But I'm not expecting them to get, like, a whole crop of, like, four top prospects. That's just not going to happen. You don't get that at the trade deadline for a bat. You get that for an arm, especially a bullpen arm of the c- caliber of Craig Kimbrell. There is another body out there, too. Has anyone heard from Jake Arietta? The Phantom of Wrigleyville. He's currently on the Phantom. Or maybe the hamstring injury is real. Came Coincided at a very odd time. But could they potentially find a place for him? Or is this going to be a scenario where they work out a deal for him to maybe get his release and get free agency or possibly retire? He says he's got more baseball on him. I tend to agree with him. But I don't know what kind of level he can even throw at anymore. Speaking of your Cubs, tonight... They're in Arizona. Hendricks versus Bumgarner. The Cubs are favored tonight. And guess what, guys? I agree with it. I think you should pick the Cubs tonight. Minus 149. Bumgarner uh, plus 136. Bumgarner's been injured for the last month and a half. Not to mention, ever since he put that A on his forehead, Madison Bumgarner has not been the same guy. We can't pretend that he is. Tonight's a great night for the Cubs. The over-under is nine runs. I would take the over big time. Guys, that is it for Down the Line with Cody Decker brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino. Get ready for the time of your life at Circa Resort Casino, Las Vegas' newest entertainment destination. Guys, that is it for Down the Line tonight. I will see you tomorrow right here on 670 The Score. Stick around for your Cubs pregame and, of course, the Cubbies right after that as they prove me right and beat the Diamondbacks. That's it. See you tomorrow. Beat it.